Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Future Brew right here on mazeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon and the band is back today. We got John Simmons and Steven Ostentoski with me here to talk some Michigan football recruiting. Boys, how's it going? How's the past week been? Busy but good. Yeah, same for me, I'd say. Yeah, I, I make it a three for three. Busy but good. <laughs> I uh, I have no complaints, but it has been a pretty busy week. Uh, for me, as it sounds like it has been for you two as well. Uh, so we'll just jump right in. It's been a busy week for Michigan football on the recruiting trail as well. And uh, no busy, uh, not busy enough for Fisher Anderson, though. And we'll talk about him uh, first here. He is a 2022 prospect uh, in uh, the offensive line group here. Uh, his position is listed as offensive tackle, but uh, could probably be another one of those versatile pieces that Ed Warner loves to recruit. He's listed at 6'6", 257, so he's definitely got some uh, bulk to put on here. Uh, but he's from Franklin, Tennessee, and the reason I say it wasn't too busy of a time for him is because he was able to visit Ann Arbor uh, this past weekend a couple days, in fact, and I, I caught up with him briefly, and uh, he had said that uh, he had a good time, walked around campus, ate at some good food places, and he had no complaints from the trip whatsoever. He and his mom and dad uh, all made the trip to Michigan. So a pretty interesting prospect here, John. I will start with you. Uh, uh, again, like I had said, could probably play a couple different positions on the offensive line, but I think I like him at tackle. What say you? Yeah, I think uh, any six seven guy, six six, what uh, player is going to be initially thought of as a tackle? It's interesting, you know, watching the this junior tape that he just put up a couple of days ago uh, before the podcast. He kind of plays all over the line. He starts out at guard for a couple of clips, then goes right tackle, left tackle. So I think his team might just put him in whatever position they think is best on that play. So I think he's a pretty versatile prospect. Um, and I think it's definitely a good sign for Michigan that he, you know, uses his bye week during the season to go up here to Ann Arbor and see the campus and check out some spots around town. So uh, that definitely indicates a high level of interest for, for Anderson right now. Yeah, the fact that he was able to swing by and uh, a, a, a prospect, you know, he's a guy that we haven't heard a ton about in regards to his interest in U of M and clearly – like you had pointed out, John, the interest has to be pretty high for him to go out of his way to go all the way up from Tennessee to Ann Arbor for multiple days during a pandemic in which he wasn't able to see any of the coaches. He wasn't able to see any of the players. So this was just his first feel of the campus and the town and the initial reports are he and his family really enjoyed the trip. So uh, this is a very talented prospect. So th this is very good news for Ed Warner. Very good news for Michigan. He's listed as a four star uh, on both the composite and 24 seven sports rankings uh, has some pretty big time offers already. Florida, Georgia, Auburn, LSU, uh, Oregon, Penn state. And uh, Penn state was another school that he had mentioned was uh, pretty high on his right radar. He's hoping to visit Penn State at some point as well. So uh, interest in some SEC schools, interest in some Big 12 schools. So he's going to be a pretty big-time prospect when it's all said and done. He's already number 216 on the composite 
and number five in his state. So a very highly thought of a junior prospect here already. And uh, Steven, I want to get your thoughts on him as well. Uh, he just on tape looks like a really good prospect here. Uh, like John had already pointed out playing multiple positions and that's just something that Ed Warner loves to recruit. Yeah, I, I wasn't really impressed with his sophomore film. I think he definitely improved a lot between his sophomore film and his recently released junior film. So that's good to see. His uh, trajectory is definitely up, whereas sophomore film, he wasn't pulling a whole lot. The thing that uh, shows a lot in this film is his ability to work in space. So they used him a lot on screen passes, uh, him working against the second level linebackers, safeties, picking up guys in the secondary. That's tough to do at, at that height, <laughs> at that size. So it's definitely good to see that on film. Um, I do think he is squarely in tackle size. It's hard for a six, seven guy to hack it at, uh, at guard. And I think his skill set just lends itself well more towards like a right tackle position. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he, he brings a lot. He's, he's pretty versatile, but I think he is just with his frame, he can develop into a, a Mueller at the right tackle position um, and go from there. I think it's, it's good to get a guy on campus um, this early. And, you know, this past weekend was such beautiful weather. It's hard to pick a better yeah. weekend in Michigan to visit. So that's good thing that scares me a little bit is he does have a top 15. Um, and he did mention an article on 24 seven that he hopes to visit possibly Ohio state and Clemson. Those were schools that he doesn't yet have offers on um, nor were they in his top 15. So it's one of those recruitments where it's like if he, you know, gets uh, blows up a little bit more into his senior season, uh, other suitors uh, come into play that could cause uh, a stir in that top 15. So I get the sense that this is something that'll go on for a while. But, you know, especially during COVID times with visits, getting the guy on campus, setting that seed, so to speak, of, of this is what the campus looks like. You can really get a feel of what life would be like in Ann Arbor. That's always good to plant, but it's something that I wouldn't expect to close anytime soon. It's going to be a, a long haul <laughs> for him. Yeah, it, it is going to be a long haul. And you're right. You don't get too many weekends in Michigan where, especially in October, where you're pushing 70 degrees. So he came on the perfect weekend. It could not have been better weather uh, because right now, the way that the weather is uh, rolling through the rest of this week, it's definitely going to get a lot colder. So he picked a perfect weekend uh, to come to Ann Arbor. So, uh, yeah, this, this recruitment, I don't expect to wrap up anytime soon uh, with a lot of these 2022 uh, recruits, quite honestly. I, I don't expect many commitments to be happening, especially with this pandemic going on. They not being able to take too many visits here. Obviously, if you're close enough and can make the ride up, uh, you can make a couple exceptions, but you're probably not going to see too many uh, Fisher Andersons uh, rolling up to Ann Arbor uh, every weekend, especially once the uh, football season kicks off. I, I would imagine that uh, it, it's going to be few and far between. But yeah, interesting prospect. Uh, Ed Warner has definitely got uh, his hands full uh, with the offensive line here in the 2022 class. A lot of different prospects to choose from they've already offered a ton of guys in 22 they're probably done in 21 so it's probably good that they can start uh, evaluating film and picking out which guys they want to make their top targets in 22 I could definitely see Anderson becoming one of those guys John that becomes one of the top targets but as of right now I think he's kind of a fringe guy I think they take him for sure but I don't think they're gonna push incredibly hard for him a a as far as I, I guess as far as uh, with the offensive line, 
uh, being so fluid in the 22 class. Maybe he becomes a top target at some point, but right now I just don't see it. Yeah, I think that uh, <clears throat> you can kind of see how it plays out later in the cycle. It kind of reminds, you know, last week when Sullivan Weidman uh, visited, kind of just piques your interest and reminds you that he's still on the board and makes you, you know, uh, makes them stand out a little bit more in the, you know, sea of offensive line offers that they have so far in the 22 class. So, you know, a lot of attention goes on guys like Tyler Booker, who plays an IMG and a top 100 kid. But, um, yeah, I think Fisher Anderson could definitely – has the potential to move up if some of these guys higher on the board end up committing elsewhere, like Drew Shelton. You know, that was a surprise that he ended up picking Penn State so soon. So, yeah, uh, just kind of putting him in – throwing him in the, the big mix. And uh, I'm not sure any too, too many guys have separated from the pack so far as in terms of – uh, top legitimate targets yet so he's definitely one to monitor more for sure and just kind of keep in the back of your mind yeah and who knows maybe junior colson in uh, the 21 class could maybe put on his recruiting cap if michigan really wants him to uh from from junior colson's uh, hometown of brentwood tennessee to fisher anderson's hometown of franklin tennessee only an 18 minute drive so i would imagine that with them being both pretty big time football prospects that they probably know each other in some way, whether it be just on the field or hell, maybe both. Uh, maybe Ed Warner goes to him and says, Hey, we really like this kid. Uh, could you put in a good word for us? Maybe uh, pull a, a JJ McCarthy in that sense uh, with the, uh, with the Tennessee blood there. So uh, we will certainly see uh, Steven, did you have any final word on uh, Fisher Anderson before we, uh, before we move on? Yeah, interesting thing he said. He's coming back. He wants to come back for the uh, the winter. To so maybe Michigan uh, won't oh. get lucky with the uh, with the future visit. But that's still good that he wants to come back. Uh, and he did say he doesn't mind the cold. But given how much uh, he's mentioned, kind of the weather in articles, there might be something to that. So I'll bet you he does. <laughs> yeah, something something to keep in mind for sure. And then uh, only other thing I had with him is that he mentioned he's possible focus in business or finance. So obviously that puts Michigan in a good spot there. Um, but again, it's hard to judge how uh, it didn't seem like it was the forefront of his recruitment, but again, it's still early to, uh, to really tell how much of a weight that will have in his recruitment. Yeah. Any, any kid that says that the weather doesn't play a factor in his decision uh, is either a uh, has never really been to a cold weather state before and doesn't know what it's like, or B is just straight up lying to you. There's no in between. So, uh, especially if he brings it up so much, it's probably a factor. So maybe not a big factor, but I mean, it, it does get somewhat chilly in Tennessee. Definitely not as cold as here in the mitten state, but uh, nonetheless, we will see if that ends up playing a role. So uh, good to know, Steven. So uh, moving on here, we'll uh, wrap up the pod today. We're going to go back to the 21 class, uh, which isn't solidified by any means. There's still work to be done. Still probably a few defensive players to get. And uh, there's definitely one offensive player still left on the board. Uh, hint, hint, Donovan Edwards. But we're going to talk about defense today. Uh, over the weekend, Rayshon Benny, who we've talked about ad nauseum here on Future Brew, released his top four. In case you don't know who he is, first of all, he's a defensive tackle from Oak Park, four-star guy. Uh, he released his top four over the weekend, put Michigan in that top four along with Penn State, 
Michigan State, and Kentucky. So eliminated a couple key schools there. Arkansas being the one that I was particularly interested in uh, him leaving off the list. I thought Arkansas would be that fourth and final school when I found out he was going to drop four. I kind of figured it would be U of M, MSU, and Penn State. And Arkansas was that fourth that I was like, yeah, he, he's talked about Arkansas quite a bit uh, with their offensive line play and just with the connections there and him leaving them off. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty glaring omission there uh, for him to leave off the Razorbacks. But nonetheless, that is his top four. He plans on committing soon. Uh, word is it could be within the next couple weeks. So uh, fingers crossed that Michigan receives some good news there and uh, that they aren't frantically looking for uh, uh, an, perhaps George Rooks to uh, uh, pledge his uh, name uh, on the dotted line there on his LOI uh, come December. So, uh, John, I, I want to get your thoughts on his top four at first and, and then uh, how, where you expect this recruitment to go from here. Yeah, I think the leaving Arkansas off the list kind of just signals that Benny is firmly set on being playing the defensive line in college. Because I know Sam Pittman in Arkansas wanted him more to play offensive line. So I think he's now squarely focused on playing uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I think Penn State has uh, opened up to let him play defense now too because they were primarily recruiting him as an offensive tackle. But uh, now I think it's definitely going to be on defense. Um, Michigan was the first one to, you know, give him that option and actually, actually ask him where he wanted to play. So I think that's always been one of the biggest uh, – feathers in Michigan's cap here for this recruitment. Um, they're, they're definitely still out front here. I think Michigan State's kind of making another big push here. They're kind of using the Andrew Anthony pitch that they gave him about being the, the crown jewel of the class and the headliner. And I think he's definitely responding to that. But uh, we also saw how Michigan was able to pretty easily negate that uh, in no in a, no time uh, to land Anthony. So Hopefully they can do it again with Benny here. Uh, Kentucky's interesting. They, they've done well at Oak Park lately the past few cycles. He, Benny knows a few people down there, so they're uh, definitely not uh, – they're definitely a, a big threat, I'd say, to Michigan, but I still think uh, he ends up in state when it's all said and done. Yeah, I've been leading Benny to Michigan this entire time as well, and all the crystal balls uh, pretty much back that up, all six predictions – 100% being for Michigan at this point uh, for Benny to go to Ann Arbor. Uh, so uh, nothing has changed in that regard. It's been all six for quite a while. And uh, I think one of the insiders actually upped the confidence there. Um, so that's uh, pretty good news for Michigan. Steven, I want to get your thoughts first on the top four and then just with this recruitment in general and how important it, Benny really is to this class. They need one more defensive tackle at least – and he fits the bill for sure. Yeah, I mean, defensive tackle uh, can't get enough of them, in my opinion. Um, and it, it's seemingly consistent across both Penn State and Michigan State. They're also kind of lacking defensive tackle commits over the last two classes. Like Penn State, between 2020 class and 2021, only one defensive tackle commit. And it's literally the same for Michigan State as well. And Michigan obviously hasn't gotten a whole lot of those guys either. It's more of the get the larger defensive ends and hope they convert into that. So it's definitely a huge position of need. Um, and to 
to what uh what John was saying, the Michigan State angle they're pushing for um, you know, being the the superstar and whatnot, and they're really pushing the uh, you know, possible future change of uh benefiting off of name and likeness um and that's something that has seemingly resonated uh with benny but you got to think that michigan and penn state are able to combat that especially with harbaugh being the guy who's advocating a lot for um you know players being able to make uh money off their image and likeness and and pushing for free transfers and things like that so i think michigan's in a really good spot to combat this sort of late push we're seeing from michigan state um and I just don't see any way that it's not Michigan at this point. I'm knocking on my <laughs> desk as I do this. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because you have both Benny and you have George Rooks who've talked about in the past that are both guys you're pushing hard for on defensive tackle. Both of them, uh, the common thread there is Penn State, who's had a pretty down 2021 class. So they're both, um, you know, they're, they're probably pushing hard for uh, Rooks as well. So it's interesting to see how Michigan – uh, advocates for that where you get the sense that Michigan State Benny is is kind of their guy that they're going for Penn State can maybe push that uh, that Rooks is the guy where um, you know maybe Michigan's looking at both guys so it's interesting this like musical chairs of like yeah well we really need uh, two defensive tackles in this class if you're Michigan but how the other two teams um, position themselves as a part of you know you're going to be the guy versus you know we also have depth that you can compete with right away so It'll be interesting. I, I'm more confident on Benny than Rooks at this point, but I, I, I don't see any reason to – it'd be a shocker if Benny didn't end up in the uh, Mason, Mason Blue. Yeah, I think it would be a shocker too. And, uh, yeah, Penn State definitely does have a, a glaring need at defensive tackle. Only one defensive line uh, commit currently in the 21 class, and that's actually a former uh, Michigan target, uh, Rodney McGraw. Uh, committed there a while ago but yeah nonetheless uh, definitely a big need for them definitely a big need for Michigan State they could use any good news in recruiting uh, whether it be a a, a four-star or just a a position of need Benny just happens to be both and just objectively speaking when it comes to the whole uh, paying players and you know the name image likeness you got to think that you would be able to reap the benefits of that more at U of M than Michigan State I, I understand the angle that Michigan is uh, Michigan state is taking here, but just objectively speaking, if I were a fan of a college football team in, I don't know, let's say I'm a fan of like a Cal U, university of Cal on the complete other side of the country. And I'm looking at Michigan and Michigan state. I, of course you can make more money uh, selling your name, image and likeness uh, as a U of M student athlete than at Michigan state, especially during this time, a uh, brand new head coach over at Michigan state, Lots of uh, turnover there and uh, just a lack of success on the field, quite frankly, over the last few seasons. So I don't know how you guys feel about that. I would imagine you probably feel the same. Uh, But when I saw that that was Michigan State's pitch, I I couldn't help but chuckle just a little bit. But I do understand why that's their pitch just because they're trying to entice the kid. I totally get it. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of like a a little bit of a Hail Mary, in in my opinion, because that's still theoretical, right? Like nothing, nothing there is set in stone. So when you try to pitch like on the field first, like I'm talking strictly Michigan, Michigan State on the field, recent success, um, Mm -hmm. NFL prospect, like your, your, um, how you'll be positioned for the NFL draft. Michigan clearly wins that, um, academics. So it feels like more of like, okay, what can we push? And that's something where they can say that they're focusing more on, 
Um, and the theoretical angle is, is easier to push if you're a Spartan than, um, totally than anything else. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, that, I mean, like I said, that's why I totally understood why they were pushing that angle. It, it makes all the sense in the world yep. for Mel Tucker to hammer that into uh, Benny's head uh, before this commitment here, uh, whenever it ends up coming up. So uh, I think he goes blue. Steven, you think he goes blue. John, where's your head at? Yeah, I still think Michigan too. Okay. And uh, like I said, all the crystal balls back that up. So uh, it's a clean sweep. It's set in stone. You heard it here first. That's what's going to happen just because we all think a certain way. That's, that's how it and, goes. And everyone knock on your desk collectively. <laughs> to, and hopefully it's a wooden desk. Yes. I, yep. I got one. I don't know if you can hear it. It's on the other side of my room here, but uh, I, I did just knock on some wood. We will see what happens. Uh, but I think it'll be, Whenever it ends up happening, there's no indication that it's going to be a certain day or a, a certain week or whatever, but just hearing that it could be within the next few weeks here, and if that's the case, then I think it's going to be uh, a Michigan whenever it happens. But uh, good talk, boys. Uh, did you guys have anything else before we uh, wrap up and do our plugs and whatnot? Nope. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? At Simmons underscore John. Steven, where are you at, Mr. Austin Toski? At Steven Toski. And give Maze and Brew a like and follow on all of your favorite social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, we're probably there. And please rate and review all of our podcasts here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We would greatly appreciate it. And we want to thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And we will be back next week with another future brew talking more Michigan football recruiting. But until then, they are John and Steven. My name is Vaughn. Talk to you guys next week.